0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. I really, I know, I'm gonna talk about vision because I I really felt like you need to see, because until you get a clear picture, life's just cloudy. But I started thinking about it just a little bit towards the tail end of the first service, that you are, you have a power within you uh, as a woman that that don't try to be a man because you've just lost all your strength a lot of you get forced sometimes into taking a role you shouldn't take that's why I, there was 60 there were 65 men here uh friday night there should have been 165 men here i'm telling you its intentionality is key and we don't know because we nobody taught us and it's not because the guys before us didn't didn't maybe know how to, I don't know. I don't care. I know what I got to do. If I don't give you intentionality, it's not going to happen. You could be on the face of the earth for decades and not know what you're doing. Because you got to understand something. The Bible gives us the instruction on how to be and what to be. Not the earth. The earth's screwed up. You can't look at them to tell you what's right. It's crazy. But the Bible talks about the intentionality of a man. Most guys don't take responsibility. Most are Most men are immature. But you can help them grow if they'll listen because guys are too prideful because they think they know everything. It's just true. That's why what happens is this, and you gotta listen to another guy because you learn from men, you don't learn from women. But leave that there. Your power and being a woman and being a mother is amazing because there's things that you have inside of you that literally, can change the words of your mouth can change the direction and the course of people's lives because you've been given wisdom in an area that I don't I don't I don't I'm telling you man Eve's problem wasn't because she was just the disobedient she was brilliant but she needed to be covered cuz your brilliance on its own is dangerous She's dangerous, man. Not because, not, because, not because you choose to be dangerous, just because it's the way it is. Creativity, she's, she's seen the fast track. That's what it was. She's seen how to get from here to there quicker than he did. But he didn't know how to keep the order right, Adam. And because of it, the whole earth went tilt. But it's okay. So that's why it's never out of submission. Pay attention. Don't worry about the goofy people. Don't pay attention. The reason why the submission thing came in the line was because her creativity alone is destructive. She's got to be covered, not controlled. She's got to be covered. But the reason why you don't, you got to get in a safe environment. That's the problem most times. You guys are, you ladies are not in a safe environment because the guy don't know what he's doing. But just, just a lot of you, a lot of you got great guys. You understand what I'm saying? But keep, keep them close to me. All right. So, so here, so it stays covered. So here's what I'm saying. So she's brilliant. She's brilliant, man. Her brilliancy goes beyond. But here's the thing. She gets in the position where brilliance got her in trouble. Okay, why did I say that? I said that to say this. There's something inside of a woman that when you allow yourself to go into the place of where God has given you wisdom and you share it, you're going to change people's lives. Because your strength is unbelievable. Your ability, I mean, guys will start crying. The women will be strong. I'm telling you, she might look like she's weak. There ain't nothing weak about her. She might be the epitome of strength. You know what I love about Jesus? Jesus is walking with his disciples. They all disappeared, but the ladies didn't go nowhere. All the guys flaked out. All the dudes were like, "Check out and be gone." All the ladies stood to the end. Come on, somebody! He's like, "Where you dudes at?" Like we left. Peter cussed them out and split. Right? The ladies are like, "We got you, Jesus. We'll go with you to the end." Jesus hung on the cross and told his mama, I'm going to go be in paradise. All the boys will be gone. But I'll be there. I saw something in, in Romans, I want to read to you. They're going to pop it up there. I never really even noticed this, but I want you to see something. Your life is an example to someone else. Always has been, always will be. It's my. Romans, they got it up there. I think it's Romans 16, 13, or whatever it was. I gave it to him in the morning service. They have it right here. You know, I never really read this the way I was supposed to read it. Salute, Rufus. Rufus, you're here today. You know you're in the Bible. Chosen in the Lord and his mother and mine. And the Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul, in, in, in his writing in Romans, said this. He said, Rufus' mother. Now, you got to understand, Simon that carried the cross, that's his son. Okay? So now here's what you need to see. You don't need to get in on all that. He said, Apostle Paul said, Rufus's mother and also mine. Now, amplified, if you want to pop it up there, I think it reads like this. He was my mother also. She was my mother also. She said, Rufus's mother. And who has been a mother to me as well? Man, I caught that. Read it. Greet Rufus, right? Right? A, a choice man in the Lord. And this is what I wanted you to see. His mother, who has been a mother to me as well. The Apostle Paul wrote that. She was my mom too. And man, i never seen that from reading the Bible like that. Probably read by it a couple times. You never never noticed never it. He said, that was my mom too. So I want you to know your impact on, on loving people. You know what I'm saying? Some of you got, some of you, you have biological. You got them running around. But some of you got spiritual ones running around. And the spiritual ones are gleaning just as, maybe, maybe better than the biological ones. The biological ones might not be listening too hot. Come on, somebody. But they're spiritual ones gleaning. And I love, can you imagine, can you imagine the way she felt when she knew the Apostle Paul said, he might have been, he might have been, that might have been your mama, but she's mine too. Man, your life is speaking volumes to the people around you. You might not realize it. You might not know it, but amen. And I thought, what a testimony to be be a woman of God that you don't just have your siblings, but you got a bunch of little kids running all over the place. Your life has value. Your life has significance. You say, well, what's your ministry look like? Man, we may never see you on TBN, and we don't care. You know what I mean by that? What's big is reaching the people around you and changing the lives of the people around you. What's big is going to heaven with a testimony that said, hey, here's all my little kids running around here that I've imparted my life into because anybody will preach to you. You know, the Apostle Paul said something else in and, and, and the word of God. He said this. He said, I came not to just preach to you. I said, well, that's a statement. And he said, I come to impart my life into you. Anybody will preach to you because that's easy. But who's going to come alongside of you, take your hand, and walk through life with you? Those are the investments you're looking at. And I know that there's ladies in here that I want to encourage you. That's what you do in this body. That's what you do. And when they act goofy, you still stay faithful. And when they don't listen to you, you do like a natural mama does. When those kids, when they came home and they didn't pay attention, you didn't stop loving them. And when they didn't go, you said go right, these guys went left, you didn't stop loving him. And when you said do this and do that, and they don't listen, they go just the opposite, and they bang their head in the wall, you didn't stop loving him. You didn't stop loving them. And when you said, here's a good idea, honey, go this way, and she went left, and he, little Johnny went all out of his mind, you didn't stop loving him. What am I telling you that for? I'm going to talk about vision, but you want to know what? You're making a difference in somebody's life, and it's changing the course of their life. And whether they're listening today, I don't know, but I'll tell you what. There's going to be a day you're going to wake up and go, you know what? They were right. You know what? All those prayers paid off. All that, all all them seasons of self-sacrifice, all them seasons of not doing what you want to do or getting to do what you want to do, and maybe not saying what you want to say, it's all going to pay off. Why? Because somebody's watching you and learning from every minute of every day what you're doing. And what a great testimony to be able to say, you know what? I didn't just raise mine up. I got other ones. I got ones that maybe some nobody wanted them, but you you took them. I got ones that maybe... You know, I I don't know, I'm I'm not adopted, and somebody in here might be adopted, and, you know, I know, like, sometimes there's, like, you know, you just kind of look and go, and there's people in here that are adopted, you know, and I've said this before. The funny thing about adoption is I think you're more special than the ones that just came out because they picked you. These jokers didn't get to pick me. This is what you got, lady. Take them home with you or leave them here, but figure it out. You don't get to like see the resume. I don't know. He might be good, bad, indifferent. But he's yours. Take him home. God bless you and bye. When I went to the hospital, they said, "Here they are." They give you a little carrier. You brought them in, and the carrier goes with you. And you're like, "Here you go, sir. Here he is. Here she is." Come on. You know what I'm saying? You people that got picked, man, they had a lineup. They could have took Johnny or Susie or Mary or somebody else. Guess what? They chose you. You've been chosen. You've been chosen. I'm like, I'm like, the hey, you got them and you're stuck with them. You've been chosen. The Bible says that Jesus adopted us. That means he's seen the pictures of your future and your past. That means he's seen you where you're sitting right now and knows exactly. The, see, here's the thing. He don't make the decisions for you, but he knows the decisions you're going to make. And if he didn't leave you nor forsake you, guess what? You're in good hands. Because even when you make the right decisions, he's with you. Even when you make the wrong decisions, he's with you. Even when you make the right ideas, he's with you. Even when you got the bad ideas, he's with you. Because the Bible says what? That he remains faithful to you, and he loves you, and he cares about you. And here's the greatest news. He picked you. He picked you just where you were. The Bible said we were without hope in the world without God. And he picked me anyway, and he chose me right now. And he chose you right now, and he's got a plan for your life and a purpose for your life. And that ain't just some spiritual cliche. He knew you were gonna do the boneheaded things you do, and he didn't have a problem still loving you and still washing you and still keeping you. Why? Because he's God. But I got news for you, moms, and I got news for this building. Your life is speaking volumes, whether you could hear it or not, and it's changing the lives of others. And that's the most important thing you realize. And you know what? It might not look like this season is the season where it's doing it, but in every season of life, your life is speaking volumes. Amen? And I don't want you to forget that. And I thought about that today. I thought about it. I said, what a testimony. You know what? What a testimony. Can you imagine when the Apostle Paul, he said, that was my mama. Can you imagine the encouragement when he was, when he was, when he was walking? The Apostle Paul. Hello? When he was walking and going, man, I I just got beat and shipwrecked the other day. Maybe he went and found her. I don't know. I didn't do some big theological study on it, but I mean, can you imagine when he felt like, is, this, is it worth it going through what I'm going through? I don't, I, I don't you know, I, I'd like to find out. Did he go and find out and say, I don't know what I would be like. I'd go, can you imagine you go see your mom? Keep going, son. It's going to be all right. You don't realize it right now, but I, I, I know writing that Bible must not be easy. Somebody encouraging him and somebody speaking words. I thought it was amazing. He said, And she's my mother, too. Man, can you imagine him in the midnight hours when maybe, maybe he got to a place where he was, a, you know, I don't know, Maybe after Paul and Silas, a little bit of jail time. Maybe he went looking for, I don't know. I don't know. And maybe we won't know. But I know this. Somebody encouraging somebody. You know, some of you, it's time, it's time to start encouraging somebody. It's time to start taking some And I know why you stop loving sometimes because people are hurtful. People take advantage of the love you want to give. But i tell you what. That's one thing about a mom. She'll keep loving even when you don't love back. She'll keep loving when you're unlovable. She'll keep loving when you're running. She'll keep loving when you're going left and right and all wrong. She's still loving you. You could always come home because why? You know that's a safe place because she's not going to. The world will abandon you, but I'll tell you right now. You know, my dad, he's here. He said something to me one time growing up. I didn't know. He made no sense. He's like, you only got one mother. I said, that don't make no sense. You're a young kid, you don't know nothing. He said, Remember this. I was being smart mouth or something. He said, Remember, you only got one mother. I was like, I only got one dad too. You don't make that make no sense. I walked away not knowing. But he was right. You only got one mother. You know what I mean by that? He was saying respect her. Be honorable to her. Because why? Because even when I'm not hitting the mark, she's the one staying. That's that's our that needs to be your testimony. That needs to be your testimony. Cause you dare. You like steady, you like Jesus. Constant. That's why you guys are the best. Listen. I'll, I'll, go to Isaiah 43. I got a couple of scriptures for you. I know. I knew I was gonna get this vision thing going because you gotta see it. I want some of you to start, I want some of you to start. And I said this a long time ago. The church has lost a place of honor because it doesn't teach it. But there's a season in life I need you guys imparting. There's so much wisdom. So much wisdom. I wish, I wish, I wish sometimes we just, you know, I, I said, some of you, and some of you kids, you came here today to honor your mother. That's the smartest thing you can do. The Bible says that's the first promise with the reward. Honor your father and your mother. You could have been doing anything else today but coming to church, but you decided to come to church to honor your mother. amen. that's an honorable thing to do. You should be in church every week, but let me tell you something right now. It's the truth, as honorable as it is. But you came today to honor your mother, and I appreciate that, because some of you did that. You didn't have to do that, but you chose to do that, amen? Be honorable. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the things of old. What's he saying? He said, forget about the past. Man, if I can get you out of your past, I can get you to the future. Today we're talking a little bit about vision. Sometimes you've got to revision, Amen, I we've got to refocus. Vision Vision isn't the ability to see, that's sight. Everybody's got sight, not everybody's got vision. Everybody sees, but not everybody has clarity to know where they're going. The key to vision is clarity. The key to vision is clarity. The clearer you see, the easier life becomes. The reason why you don't see a future is because your vision's cloudy. The Bible says, without a vision, the people perish. Without constraint, the people perish. Vision creates constraint. Discipline is not formed for discipline's sake out of discipline. Discipline is never formed out of discipline. Discipline is formed out of vision. Vision creates discipline because vision creates habits. Habits create disciplines and patterns of life. Does that make sense? So if you want to get your life to kind of come in, because vision starts telling me, see, the reason why your life got off track is because your vision got derailed. Once vision gets derailed, you got a problem because there's no restraint. That's why people get off and left field. Because once vision's gone, so was restraint. Now we have no restraint. Where'd the vision go? I don't know. That's up to you. You got to find it. But vision creates what? Restraint. What do you mean? See, we're all trying to get disciplined. Discipline ain't going to do nothing for you. It'll wear out. That's why we go on a treadmill for three weeks and then we quit. Because the vision ain't right. Why did everybody get on the scale, off the scale, and quit with the scale? The scale said something they didn't want to see. They didn't see a vision for it no more and they stopped it. How'd you even get on the scale? This suit shouldn't be this tight. This picture don't look right. See what I'm saying? It got you there. But it can't keep you there. So that's why clarity of vision is key because once vision gets cloudy, we're saying, see, vision tells me where I can go. Vision tells me how long I could stay. Does that make sense? If I see where I'm going, see, you'll go back to doing what you used to do because you don't change the arena of your mind. It's got nothing to do with your environment. You'll go back to chaos. You'll find chaos because chaos is in you. People don't go looking for chaos because you bring them to the palace. They go looking for chaos because chaos is inside them. You could take them to the palace, but they can't stay there because they got chaos within them. They'll go running back to chaos because you can't change the person until you change the inside. And the only way, because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23, 7, right? He said, what? He said, that's what you produce. So we have to change the eternal, internal image. And the only way to change the internal image is get the right vision because you don't think in words. You think in pictures. Once we get the picture right, then we'll get the vision right. Once we get the vision right, then we'll get. See, I can't change your mouth till I change your vision. I can't change your thinking till I change your vision. I can't change where you go. Oh, you got to try. No, no, you ain't going to change where people go. till you get them to change their vision? Because vision produces constraint. And the key to vision is this. It's got to be clear. And then once I, because Eli, somebody, I said this the other week, didn't I? Somebody tomorrow morning is going to decide whether they're going to work or not. I'm not going to decide. That vision already decided it for me. I'm getting up and going. Let me do it again. I'm going to get up tomorrow and sleep to 12. You ain't got no vision. Unless you got the day off, you need to get you up now. He's going to be up. He's a smart guy. This guy's going to be an engineer. Brilliant. Okay. Do you get what I'm saying? Vision gets you up. Vision tells you where you can go. Vision tells me how long I could stay. Vision tells me who I can hang out with. Why is that? Because vision puts me on a road. See, now here's the thing. So do I really got to give you words? No, I got to give you sight. Because watch this. Until you change vision, you'll reject the words I tell you. Remember I told you, Jesus needed his identity discovered. He needed validation before he would... I'm going to say something. I'm going to go on the edge. I don't care. I'm right. Jesus needed validation before he ever would believe what the word of God said about him. And he sure wasn't going to go into any battles of life until he knew who he was. That's why when he popped up out of that water and heaven said, That's my son in whom I'm well pleased. And then... The Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness for the greatest battle of his life. Why? If you, and what's the first thing that joker said to him? Come on. If you are what heaven just said you are, prove it. Prove what you are. I ain't proving nothing. I don't have to prove what I am. See, there you go. See, you're going to spend your life proving what you are if you don't know who you are. You're going to try to prove to people you this. You don't got to prove to nobody nothing. You just be who you've been created to be. Your uniqueness will separate you and set you apart. God will put his anointing on your uniqueness and call you what? The only one in the world. Who, come on, somebody. We need you. It's true. We need you. You're the only one. I, you going to be. I tried to be TDJs. I couldn't do it. That man is brilliant. I tried to be Kenneth Hagin. Couldn't do it. I tried to be somebody else, couldn't do it. And then I figured it out. God took his anointing, put it on your personality, made you the only you in the earth. Why trying to be like everybody else? The minute you try to be like everybody else, you just took your uniqueness off of you, you just took the authenticity off of you, and I'll tell you what, I got the best prototype of me there is in the earth, because there's only one of me, I got the market cornered, I got the demographic figured out, there's only one of me, now I'm not talking about me, there's only one of you, why you want to be like somebody else, be like you, come on, let that anointing get on you, and you be the you, God created you to be, and you do it in your, I like to call it, it's the Jesus style, you got a Jesus style, you know what I'm saying? You don't do it like they do it. You do it like you do Woo, I got glide in my stride. Woo. You get a little pep in your step. You kind of do it how you do it. Amen? And if they don't like the way you do it, say, forget it, man. Don't worry about it. Go find somebody else that does it like they do it if you like it. But I'm doing it the way I do it. You know what I mean by that? You got to be you. Stop trying to be like everybody else. And I'm going to tell you what. Most people live in regret because they stay trapped in their memory. And that's why I said, forget about the former things. What you gonna do about the past? You can't do nothing about no past. The past will always try to pull you to a place of regret, because it's gonna try to tell you what you did not do. That's why I said, forget it. I'm doing a new thing. I'm doing a brand new thing. You see that in there? Did Isaiah 43? Can you pop that up there? Behold, I'm doing something new. It's gonna spring forth, and shall you not know it? I'll even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Woo! But he said, you got to forget the past to go there. Why? Because remember this, okay? Memory links. Okay, everybody write this down. Vision is a bridge unto the future or a connector to your past. That's what vision does. It's a bridge to the future. You got that? Because it links you to imagination and creativity. You get that? Because you're working with a different substance. Every time you go back to memory, it's when vision is a connector to the past, it produces memory. Memory is usually linked to regret. That's why Paul said, I forget everything. He didn't even say keep the good stuff. He said, get rid of all of it. Go create a new Go create it! Behold all. What do you say when you got born again? Behold, all things are new. See with new eyes. Every day, get up with new eyes. You see it? i got, 1973. I oh, shut up. 73. It's 2000 and thinking 19 or whatever it is around here. Come on. Some of you lost the business. I lost the business in '60s. Oh my God! And preachers, you the worst. My God! I was in the ministry in the '80s, but uh, it went. I went crazy. It's crazy every day. Get up and do it again. God didn't forget your calling, your gift and calling of God. You know, it's funny. I ran into somebody yesterday in the mall. You know, we had to go do a quick trip, and I, we were like, they had to get last minute. And I ran into this dude, and I'll tell some of you know who it was. And I seen him, and we were like, we, we all we all were at the same church. You know, you do that church thing. You know. I was a word of faith guy and I went with these dudes. I didn't think any of these people were saved, to tell you the truth. Now I come home, I think I told my mother that I said, I don't think these people are saved. They talk weird. I couldn't get around them. Man. <laughs> they were talking lack, unbelief. I'm like, I don't like you people. I was like, I, I, I'm, I'm, You people are making me nervous. Because I went, you know, but I, I, I took a j- position almost and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like smacking half of them. They don't talk right. So God put me in a thing. i make a long story short. I went to go do the wedding years later for the guy's daughter and I ran into the old pastor. You know, this is funny. You guys are here, ministry people. This is cute. I didn't even plan this. So, because I ran into the guy. I ran in and I said, man, remember when we were at the church? He's like, yeah. And he looked at me and he goes, man, that was a humdinger. And I said, yeah, that was a real winner. I said, I listened to the Lord and wound up getting in the ministry because of it. At where we're at now, at a greater level, I didn't do nothing wrong. So I went to go preach for the pastor. And I had done the wedding for his daughter. I'll leave names out of it. And I'll never forget when I seen him again after all the nonsense. And I said this, I said he was kind of hemming and hawing. I said, I learned more from you what not to do. And I was being straight. I said, I learned more for what not to do in ministry from you than you taught me what to do in ministry. But I'm not bitter again at that. Because I got news for you. It was a better teacher. It was a better teacher. Because if you would have just told me and I followed that, I probably wouldn't have understood the pain. And it, see, here's the thing with Jesus. Why are you crying about Lazarus? You know you're the raiser of the dead. Because I don't have a right to speak in your life To sometimes I feel what you're feeling. See, because words, words are rough if they're not kind. Sometimes the kindest word is an unkind word unsaid. Why are you crying about this guy, man? You know you're gonna raise him from the dead. What's the big deal? You're the one who told us that Lazarus can live. Just go tell him to come out, be dramatic. No, he he cried with Mary and Martha. You ever wonder? Why? You know you're gonna raise him from the dead. He knew I was there. He said it's good that he's dead. I'm gonna go lift him up and bring him out. But he felt what they were feeling before he spoke into their life. Everything in life you're learning. But don't get bitter in the learning. Because that's where vision gets gone. Pick it up. He made a mistake. Who hasn't made a mistake? Failure is not fatal until you say it's final. Failure just shows me what don't work. All <laughs> right, We go put that masonry out there. We start laying it. We go get Gerald. Gerald go, hey, we got to move some stuff around. That ain't going to work. We bring Mr. Gerald in. He knows how to drop some cement. We know we ain't going gonna to get right. It ain't over. Oh, forget it. (laughs) Can you imagine? Just leave the cement. Let's get out of here. It failed. We'd be like a brick. We'd have a parking lot of nothing, but you'd have a speed bump back there. Boom, 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 boom. Come on. You can't just quit on life. You don't quit on life. You don't ever quit on life. Yeah, life's unfair. Welcome to the club. Yeah, life ain't going to be fair. Yeah, I know. No big deal. You can't determine what life's going to bring, but I can determine how I'm going to respond to what life brings. So look at these, right? I got to show you a couple of these. You ready for this? Did you like that? He's doing something new. You know what I love? I love it. He said, I'm going to do something new. Woo! Praise the Lord. You know, I started, I, I didn't even talk about this in the morning service. I, I, I was thinking about seeing something the way God wants you to see. Can you go to 1 Kings 18.41? 1 Kings 18.41. I read this the other day. I didn't know why I was reading it. And you guys must be special because I didn't read it the morning service. You know what I mean? And I didn't understand this, and I was like, God, what are you saying? And I, and I seen something that I think really hit me, and, and it's the story about Elijah, and it was about finding rain. But I asked myself a question, I think the Lord spoke to me about this, and I'm just going to read a couple of verses, and it says this, Elijah said in Ahab, get thee up, eat and drink, for there's the sound of the abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah, you've you preached this before. i preached this before. Preachers preach this all the time, right? You know what I'm saying? And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and cast himself down upon the earth like that, right? And he put his face between his knees, got in a posture of prayer, and he starts praying. And watch this. And he said unto his servant, he said, go now and look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing he said, go seven times. He told me, get ready, go look for the rain. And I thought of something. I said, this is goofy, right? He comes to him, and he's, he goes to get a place of prayer, right? He postures himself in a place of prayer, and he tells him, kind of like doing the survey, you know? Jeff, help me. Put your stuff down, right? So I'm going to do like Jeff. You stand up. Stay over there. I'm going to do like this, right? I'll be Elijah, and I'll be like, Jeff, go look for the rain. Go over there, look for rain. And he said, hey, Jeff, go and look for rain. He don't see no rain. he said, Jeff. You see anything? Keep looking. You see anything now? Keep looking. I, you see anything yet? Tell them seven times, go look for rain. Jeff, you see anything? Run around the church, see if you see it today. You see it yet? You see it over there? You see it over there? Keep looking. Keep looking. You see it? Good job. <laughs> now wait a minute. Now no way. He's fit. He could do it. Look how fit this dude is. Gosh, to be young, right? He said, don't look seven times. You see the rain? And I'm asking myself, what in the world? Why? Thank you, Jeff. And it came to pass at the seventh time. He said, what do you see, Jeff? He said, I see a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up now unto Ahab. Keep going and tell him, prepare your chariot because the rain's coming. And I asked myself the question, why does Elijah need him to see? Because Elijah's a prophet. And he needed someone to agree with what he was saying to get it to come to pass in the earth. (laughs) That's all he needs. Can you agree to see what I see, even if you got to keep going and look for it? Elijah the prophet needed somebody in the earth to agree with the word of God that was spoken. The rain's coming. And until you agree to see what God said, you ain't going to see it. But the minute you decide to go, God, I don't know if I see rain, but I see the cloud in the sky and it looks like the hand of a man, that God man. You see what I'm saying? You got to be able to see what other people don't see because in the season of life you're in, nobody else might see it. But guess what? If it's in the Bible and the man of God said, go look seven times, he's a prophet. He needed somebody in the earth to agree what he was saying to get it to come to pass in their life. You're the prophet of your life. If you see it in that word and you agree with it, you can have it. A lot of people's looking, but not a lot of people seeing. Not a people seeing Vision speaks different. Look at these two scriptures I'm going to give to you, and then we're going to let you go. Look at this one. I love this one. He said this. In 2 Corinthians 3, this one, this, these two scriptures I think will help you. And then in 2 Corinthians 4, and I'm going to let you go here. 2 Corinthians 3, 18, But we all would open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord. Go back to the first part of it. Let them see it all, it, please. Are changed into the same image. You know what that means? You're branded like an impression. Into the same image of the glory of God. And even seen by the Spirit of the Lord. You know what that means? That means the more you look in that book, that book will show you the image of who you really are. That's what he said. He said, What manner of man is he that looks into the perfect law of liberty and walketh away and forget what manner of man he is or was? That means you look in the Bible, you see who you are, and you walk away, and then you talk different. You're living different. You're acting different. You're walking different. You're talking different. He said, why? He said, you forgot what manner of man you were because that Bible's a reflection. He said, whoever looks in the mirror of the word of God and forgets what manner of man he was, the same thing. He said, you look in the mirror, it brings an image of who you are. A natural mirror shows your imperfection. The word of God's mirror shows you your identity. A natural mirror shows you what to do with your hair, how to fix your makeup. A natural mirror is showing you what to do. A spiritual mirror is showing you who you really are in Christ. Because you ain't what you think you are. That's the problem with the church. We live in this, well, we're broken. You ain't broken. Ain't nothing broken about you. You read that book. That book don't say you're broken. I told you about that little broken crayon thing. Throw them in the garbage. They still color. Not at the daycare. We throw them away. Don't get mad at me. I don't preach broken. You ain't broken. You're put together. You may stay broken for a season, but Jesus Christ didn't go hang on a cross to keep you broken. Jesus Christ didn't go hang on a cross so you can live deficient the rest of your life. Jesus Christ, I know. I, I went through. Well, get through and get on the other side. Because grace is good. Oh, the apostle Paul said, you sent an angel of Satan to buffet me. Blow after blow after blow after blow. And he went to God and said, get rid of it. And God said, no, nah, I ain't getting rid of it. You get bigger than it. I'm gonna give you my grace, and my grace is sufficient. That means my power in you can overcome every obstacle that stands before you. I'm gonna go through brokenness for a season. I'm gonna go through weeping for a night. But joy's coming in the morning. Change is coming. I'm not living a decade. No, joy's coming in the morning. Your comeback's gonna be way better than your setback. Woo! You ready for this? I was working on life, and life sent me a setback. But the minute I took a setback, I took a step back. But once I took a step back, God started working on my comeback. Come on, somebody. Hey. Hey. You don't want to hear me in here. I got two, I float like a butterfly, I'm stinging like a bee. Come on, what I mean? I'm serious, I'm not kidding with you. What do you mean, life? Who didn't take a step back in life? Who didn't get knocked down? The Bible said, what, though you get knocked down, you get back up. Donnie McClurkin sang it the best. What did Donnie say? He said, what did he say? We fall down, we get up. I don't sing good, but praise God help me. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. Amen. Come on man, get up. Get up. Get up. Get up. And then I'm in here saying look for rain. Look for rain. Look for rain. Look for rain. What you see? I don't see nothing. Don't look for rain. Go look for the rain. Go look for hope. Go look for change. Go look for destiny. Go look for joy. Go look for faith. Go look for the anointed. Go look, go look, go look, go look, go look. Don't stop looking. I don't see the right marriage. Look in that book. It'll show you, man, I got messed up this morning. I got all those builders in here, you know, those creative cats that build stuff in here in the morning. They'll mess you up because they see in pictures like that, you know? You ever see blueprints? Blueprints are nuts. I'll tell you, I went to that hospital. I'll tell you where I went. I went to that fl- Flagler when they were taking that hospital. I had the plans of the hospital, okay, this with this business dude. He drops the trunk of the car, big old truck, and slaps these blueprints down. Bro, if they weren't this thick, I don't know what the heck was. And they're huge. It took like almost two people to put them on the trunk. Boom. That page, big old page. Man, they were like four by eight sheets. Pages, you know what I'm saying, Gerald? You know what I'm saying, because you read them this. Page after page. What in the heaven is this mess? I was like, I hope to God, this joker don't want me to read this. I don't understand none of this stuff. I looked at this thing. I said, what in the world is this? He said, these are the plans and all this I said, all right, what do you want me to do? I, I want you to pray over it. I touched it and said, it's a b- beat deal. Get rid of it. And it was right. But I just did my thing, you know what I mean? I didn't have to read them, but I never forget them. I went, this ain't God. Let's go home. And it was Right. That's why the church, that's why the business guy and the church need to link together and really be straight because God's kingdom needs to grow. But, you know, nobody can get sticky fingers. That's the problem with all these dudes because business ain't relationship. Leave it alone. But this is important, right? So I'm looking at these blueprints. I still don't know what they were looking at. Have you ever seen blueprints? They're like little sticks and stuff and all that stuff. I'm like, I don't get it. But guess what? This Bible says, go to that 2 Corinthians 4 one, please. Thank you, Angela. This Bible's like a blueprint book. Oh, it shows you what the marriage is. Oh, that's what kind of marriage I'm supposed to have? Oh, that's what, oh, my kid don't look like he's performing like that. But that's the kind of kid I'm supposed to have? Oh, that's the kind of husband I'm supposed to be? Oh, that's the kind of woman I'm supposed to be? Sit here. He said, for which not we don't feign, though our outward man perish, that the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction is but for what? A great, far-exceeding way to glory. Is that word glory again? Changing in the image. Now get this. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. How in the world can I see things that ain't seen, man? How you see things, anybody can see what's seen. You got to see what's not seen. Is that what he's saying? While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. So you tell me, look for not seen things. That's where faith works. So why are you looking in the natural to tell me the spiritual stuff's working when it don't work in the arena of sight? It works in the arena of belief. Here we go again. Now faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence what? Things that are what? So why are you looking in the seen realm to tell me whether your seen realm is gonna work out right? How many times I gotta tell you that? You get it? You got it. Now watch this though, it's great. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, by it faith we understand that the elders received a good report because of their faith, and we understand that the world, 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 go, go to Hebrews 11, please, so they can see it. The world was framed, 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 framed by the word of God. So the world, what does a framer do? He looks at blueprints and puts the little two-by-fours together, and next thing you know, you got walls showing up. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You ain't paying attention to me. Y'all want to go to lunch. Look, let me get out of here. Watch. Yeah, what do you mean? What you mean? We understand. Well, how do I frame a new world? With words. The word of God could change. Temporal's got to change because what? Eternal showed up. Why? So that the thing. Look, look, go back. Go back. Leave it over there. Leave that thing yeah, right there. Stay there. You're good. You're good. Watch, watch, watch. watch. So we understand. You see this? You thought you were coming to get a Mother's Day thing and get a flower and go home. I'm like a mess, man. I can't can't stay in nothing, man. It's a miracle I can get through a funeral and a wedding. Praise God. Why? I can't stay to no script, bro. I'm a mess. Framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So you say the things that are seen were made of a substance that... Did not, yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying you gotta go to the invisible world and create it. Put, look at Hebrews 11, I'm gonna let you go home. Go to Hebrews eleven three. read it. I get all excited, I think, I get so excited, you just look at me, go off like a bunny rabbit. Get it, here we go, mom, you ready? Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So the word of God framed the whole earth. So, that the things which are seen, we're not made of the things which do appear. Because once it shows up, the substance of fate's off it. Now, now it's materialized. So there's a whole bunch of material we could work with to create a new future. Where's that at? Second Corinthians. Word of God. Look at this. Second Creed. Go back to that second Corinthians 4, one. I'm gonna let him go home. It was like right, for which cause we faint not at the word. yeah, 18. Watch this. While we look not at the things that are seen. Say so seen? 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 I see this. We don't look at what's seen because what's seen is temporal. We could change this. We got to be able to see the things which are not seen. Vision. Because vision's connected to faith while sight is connected to what? The natural. That's why sight screams when faith's been moving. Peter, get go go go! Sink in the lake, Peter. He's in faith, and natural screams. You shouldn't be out here. And he saw the wind was windy. He saw, but guess what? You got to walk by what you don't. Oh, and the just shall live by faith and not walk by sight. Vision is connected to faith. Sight is connected to reason because it's natural. What happens when you get a vision? Now, here's what I said. What happens when you get a vision for your life? It's a bridge because it produces constraint. It's connected to words. It's always been connected to words. What does the Bible say? He who could bridle his tongue could bridle his whole body. So, where your mouth goes, your body goes. So, picture a train. You like trains? A little bit, kind of. The other day I was doing it, and the train went by. And as I watched the train go by, I said, boy, you know, that train can't go nowhere but where those tracks tell it. The Bible says, he who bridles his mouth can bridle his whole body. We put a bit in the horse's mouth. What's he saying? We show it which way to go. On the tongue. We put a rudder on a ship. You ever seen them cruise ships? Those things are huge, right? the little rudders in the back, to that whole ship. That ship can't go nowhere besides where that rudder take it. He said, your tongue is the rudder of your life. Your tongue is the bit that steers your life. Until you get power over that thing, because let me tell you right now, you're just the product product of the words of your mouth right now. Your mouth puts you where you're sitting right now. Or somebody else's goofy words, but guess what? I got new eternal. So here's good news. Ready? I'm going to let you go home on a happy Mother's Day. You got eternal words of God that could create a new world. How many, you ever put an addition on your house? Anybody ever do that? You ever see them build a house? You ever watch home building? You ever see it? How many of you don't like where you're living right now? Let's renovate. I'm not talking about your natural house. Pay attention. I'm talking between your ears. Your bank account don't look like it got enough zeros. Come on. How many want to change the, I'm serious, you change, how many want to change it? You know what you do? We go get some substance. Woo! I'm going to build an addition right here in my mind. What's it look like? It looks like the eternal faith network, amen? I'm going to build me i I'm going to build, yeah, you start building it with your head. You build it with your head. If you don't start talking to you, everything else is talking to you. You got to start talking to you out loud. I'm going to speak it and say it and say it and speak it. And we didn't understand what confession was all about. We're like, I'll say it. We didn't know why we were saying it. That's why we stopped saying it. You know why you say it? Because words connect you to vision. And if I'm going to see the vision come to pass, i got to get my mouth to line up with the vision. That's why I told those spies. He said he didn't want them jokers to come. You're good. He didn't want those jokers to come back and say anything but what he told. He didn't even tell them to see it. Remember? He said, see what I see and say what I say. We don't even care what you see. We don't want you to see. See what they, Say what I say. That's what Elijah was looking for. Say there's rain. I said there's rain. You say there's rain. Because the minute you say there's rain, it'll start raining, bro. I see the cloud. That's exactly what I need, kid. Give me faith in the earth because I prophetically declared it. Are you seeing this? It's been prophetically declared. Look at me. Don't lose it. You guys got it. We're going home. It's been prophetically declared. It's been, I don't care who's doing it. Most people don't know what they're doing. It's been prophetically declared. Now it just needs faith to activate it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. The sure more word of prophecy. The sure more word of prophecy. I agree. I, I agree. I say it's raining. I say it's raining. I say it's changing. I say something's changing. I say I can. I say when you start putting faith in that word that's been spoken, that word that's been spoken will start coming alive in your life. And that's the key. I'm agreeing with it, but I'm speaking it, and I'm getting vision for it. So we're done. Here you go. Ready? Vision, going to do two things. It's going to be a bridge to my future, or it's going to be a connector to my past. That's what sight does, connects you to the past. Vision shows me the future because it's connected to imagination. Vision is either connected to imagination or memory, and when it's in memory, it's got no power because that's already been done. But the minute you can connect it into imagination, you start creating a new future. You could create a new tomorrow, is what I'm telling you. See, people think life is default. Oh, I just kind of go and what's happening? You create it. You create it, man. You could create it with your beliefs. See, right? There, look, I understand. You go through the hits of life, but next season, you're not going to go through as many hits because I'm going to create it because I qualify my future. Does that make sense? Because vision constricts your future. Man, vision keeps you safe. Because vision goes like this. Life's like this. Vision does this. It's easy. I I can't mess this up. This is easy. It's when I got all these other wide open. Vision just Oh, maybe want to. Vision.